Welcome back to SEWCT. I'm Chef T, your host, and thanks for joining me today. Today, we are going to do a SEWCT recap, cover coronavirus versus the flu, and we're going to end it with 15 foods to boost your immune system, which I think is really important for everyone, especially now with this virus spreading. So let's get into this. So on LiveScience.com, uh, again, all the links would be in my description that they have a bunch of topics, some information uh, that you can actually cover for yourself. I'm not going to cover everything. So they talk about symptoms and severity, death rate, virus transmission, risk of infection, pandemic prevention. And that looks about it. So. I wanted to go up to symptom and severity, both several flu viruses, which includes influenza A and influenza B viruses and COVID-19 are contagious viruses that cause respiratory illness. Typically flu symptoms include fever, cough, sore throat, muscle aches, headaches, runny or stuffy nose, fatigue, and sometimes vomiting and diarrhea, according to the CDC. Flu symptoms often come on suddenly. Most people, get, most people who get the flu will recover in less than two weeks. But in some people, the flu cases complications, including pneumonia. So far this flu season, about 1% of people in the United States has developed symptoms severe enough to be hospitalized, which is similar to the rate last season, according to the data from the CDC. COVID-19 doctors are still trying to understand the full picture of disease symptoms and severity. Report symptoms in patients have varied from mild to severe and can include fever, cough, and shortness of breath, according to the CDC. In general, studies of hospitalized patients have found that about 83% to 98% of patients develop a fever. 96 to 82% develop a dry cough and 11% to 44% develop fatigue or muscle aches, according to a review study on COVID-19. Published February 28th in, in the journal JAMA. Other symptoms, including headache, sore throat, abdominal pain, and diarrhea have been reported but are less common. Another recent study considered the largest on COVID-19 cases to date, researchers from the Chinese Center of Disease Control and Protection analyzed 44,672 confirmed cases in China between December 31st, 2009 and February 11th, 2020. Of those cases, 80.9% or 36,160 cases were considered mild, 13.8%, 6,168 cases severe, and 4.7%, 2,087. Critical cases were those that exhibit uh, respiratory failure, septic shock, and or multiple organ dysfunction slash failure. The researchers wrote in the paper published in China CDC Weekly. It's important to note that because respiratory viruses cause similar symptoms, it can be difficult to distinguish different respiratory viruses based on symptoms alone, according to WHO. 
So the death rate, the death rate for seasonal flu is typically around 0.1% in the US, according to the New York Times. The death rate for COVID-19 appears to be higher than that of the flu. In the study published February 18th in the China CDC Weekly, researchers found a death rate from COVID-19 to be around 2.3% in mainland China. Another study of about 1,100 hospitalized patients in China published February 28th in New England Journal of Medicine found that the overall death rate was slightly lower, around 1.4%. Still, the death rate for COVID-19 appears to vary by location and individuals, age, among other factors. Uh, For instance, in province, uh, the epicenter of the outbreak, the death rate reached 2.9%. In other province of China, Uh, That death rate was just 0.4%, according to the China CDC weekly study. In addition, other adults have been hit the hardest. The death rate soars to 14.8% in those 80 and older. Among those 70 to 79, the COVID-19 death rate in China seems to be about 8%. It's 3.6% for those ages 60 to 69, 1.3% for for 50 to 59, 0.4% for the age group 40 to 49, and just 0.2% for people ages 10 to 39. No deaths in children under nine have been reported. Virus transmission, the measure scientists use to determine how easily a virus spreads, is known as the basic reproduction number, or RO, pronounced R0. Uh, this is an estimate, or is that R0? Sorry if I messed that up. This is an estimate of the average number of people who catch the virus from a single infected person. Life Science previously reported the flu has an RO value of about 1.3. According to the New York Times, researchers are still working to determine the RO for COVID-19. Primarily studies have estimated an RO value for the new coronavirus to be between two and three. According to the JAMA review study published February 28th, this means each infected person has spread the virus to an average of two to three people. It's important to note that the RO is not necessarily a constant number. Estimates can vary by location depending on such factors as how often people come into contact with each other and the efforts taken to reduce viral spread, life science previously reported. Risk of infection, the CDC estimates that on average, about 8% of the US population gets sick with the flu each season. As of March 2nd, There are 91 cases of COVID-19 in the U.S., including including 43 detected through public health surveillance and 48 among the Americans who were in the U.S. Still newly emerged viruses like this one are always of public health concern. According to the CDC, it's unclear how the situation with this virus in the U.S. will unfold. The agency said some people, such as healthcare workers, 
are at increased risk for exposure to COVID-19. So prevention, unlike seasonal flu, for which there is a vaccine to protect against infection, there is no vaccine for COVID-19. The researchers at the U.S. National Institutes of Health are in the early stages of developing one. Officials plan to launch a phase one clinical trial of a potential vaccine for COVID-19 within the next few months. In general, the CDC recommends the following to prevent the spread of respiratory viruses, which include both coronavirus and flu viruses. Wash your hands often with soap and water for at least 20 seconds. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth with unwashed hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Stay home when you are sick. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects and surfaces. You can find this article. There's a, they, they had a lot of content in there, a lot of stuff to read, a lot of great information, it seems like. Uh, the link is going to be in, be in my bio, again, that you can find this at uh, lifescience.com. How does a new coronavirus compare to flu? So that's, that's the title. And this was posted, I don't know, a couple of days ago, three days ago, to be exact. All right, headline.com list out 15 foods that boost the immune system. I think it's really important just to kind of keep these foods in mind on your shopping list when you're going to the store to, you know, stock up on some of your, your uh, canned goods and whatever it is that you want to stock up on to feel safe at home in case you have to stay at home for X amount of days. You may want to include these foods into your shopping list if you can. Um, when it comes to any sort of uh, you know, perishable stuff like fruits, festivals, and stuff like that. Uh, if you feel like you can't get it, that's a good reason. We all know the good. It is a good reason why we it, that wouldn't last as long. Uh, you know, with oxidation and you know, fruits and vegetables don't last as long. But what I would suggest, if you decide to get any of these foods, any fruits and vegetables, for your family, always remember: if you don't use it right away, you can always puree it. You can turn it into a sauce, you can turn it into a chimichurri, you know, when we're talking about vegetables, and you could freeze it. So always keep that in mind. You can always puree it, blend it up, chop it up, you know, and freeze it away. The fruits, you could basically do the same. And fruits and vegetables, you, you, you both can you know, basically puree it and freeze it. Um, you can make juices with the fruits, but at the same time, what you could do is you can puree the fruits and turn it into little like ice cubes and put that in your freezer until you're ready to use it another time. And when you're ready to use like a frozen ice cube made from fruits, throw it right in your, you know, cup of water and let it dissolve and you have a little flavored water. You know, that's just some ideas. You can also puree your vegetables and make them into ice cubes too. And later down the line, maybe throw it into your soup and let it melt away to add some extra flavor. Let's get into this real quick. So number one in their list is citrus fruits. Most people turn to vitamin C after they caught a cold. That's because it helps build your immune system. I think during this time and every time, we should always be thinking about keeping our immune system up to par. It's super important when it comes to fighting off any sort of uh, unknown invaders uh, that are trying to take over our body. So 
incorporating foods that can help maintain a healthy immune system. You want to make sure you're having this on at least a daily basis. I think that's really important. So under, underneath this particular category of citrus fruits, they list out grapefruit, oranges, tangerines, lemons, limes, and clementines. Moving on, number two, red bell peppers. If you think citrus fruits have the most vitamin C or any fruit or vegetable, think again. Once, one ounce for ounce, red bell peppers contain twice as much vitamin C as citrus. Besides boosting your immune system, vitamin C may help maintain healthy skin. Beta carotene helps keep your eyes and skin healthy. Number three, broccoli. Broccoli is supercharged with freaking vitamins and minerals, packed with vitamin A, vitamin C, vitamin E, as well as many other antioxidants and fibers. Broccoli is one of the healthiest vegetables that can be put on your table. So pick that up. Garlic, number four. Garlic is found in almost every cuisine in the world. It adds a little zing to your food and it's a must have for your health. Early civilization recognized its value in fighting infections according to the National Center for Complementary and Integrated Health. Garlic may also help lower blood pressure and slow down hardening of the arteries. Garlic's immune boosting properties seem to come from a heavy concentration of sulfur-containing compounds such as allicin. Number five, ginger. Ginger is another ingredient many turn to after getting sick. Ginger may help decrease inflammation, which can help reduce a sore throat and other inflammation illnesses. Ginger may also help decrease nausea. While it's used in many sweet desserts, ginger packs some heat in the form of gingerol, a relative capsaicin. Ginger may help decrease chronic pain and may possess cholesterol lowering properties. Those are some other properties as well. Number six, spinach. Spinach made their list, not just because of the rich vitamin C. It's also packed with numerous of antioxidant and beta carotene, which may increase the infection fighting ability of our immune system. Similar to broccoli spinach is healthiest when it's cooked as little as possible so that it retains its nutrients. However, like cooking emphasizes its vitamin A and allows other nutrients to be released from the oxalic acid, excuse me. Number seven, yogurt. Look for yogurts that have live and active cultures printed on the label, like Greek yogurt. These cultures may stimulate your immune system to help fight diseases. Try to get plain yogurts rather than the kinds that are pre-flavored and loaded with tons of sugar. You can sweeten plain yogurt yourself with healthy fruits and a drizzle of honey instead or maple, whatever you like. Yogurt can also be a great source of vitamin D. So try to select brand fortified with vitamin D. Vitamin D helps regulate the immune system and is taught to boost our body's natural defenses against diseases. Number eight, yogurt was number seven. Moving on to number eight. Number eight is almonds. So when it comes to preventing a fighting off cold, vitamin E tends to take a backseat to vitamin C. However, vitamin E is key to a healthy immune system. 
It's a fat-soluble vitamin, meaning it requires the presence of fat to be absorbed properly. Nuts, such as almonds, are packed with vitamin and also have healthy fats. A half cup serving, which is about 46 whole shelled almonds, provides nearly 100% of the recommended daily amount of vitamin E. Number nine, you already know, turmeric as a key ingredient in many curries. But this bright yellow bitter spice has also been used for years as an anti-inflammatory in treating both rheumatoid arthritis and osteoarthritis. Uh, also research show that high concentration of curcumin, which gives turmeric its distinctive color can help decrease exercise and induce muscle damage. Number 10, green tea. Both green and black teas are packed with flavonoids, a type of antioxidant. Where green tea really excels is in its level of, okay, this is a long freaking word, epigallocatin or EGCG. Let's go with that. Another powerful antioxidant. Sorry for pronounced that wrong. Anyhow, EGCG has been known to enhance immune functions. The fermentation process black tea goes through destroys a lot of the EGCG. Green tea, on the other hand, it's steamed and not fermented, so the EGCG is preserved. Green tea is also a good source of immune system, uh, not immune system, a good source of amino acid. So that's something you can also add to your shopping list. Number 11, papaya is another fruit loaded with vitamin C. You can find 224% of the daily recommended amount of vitamin C in a single papaya. Papayas also have a digestive enzyme called papain that has anti-inflammatory effects. Papayas have decent amount of potassium, B vitamins, and folate all which are beneficial to your overall health. Number 12, kiwi. Like papaya, kiwis are naturally full of a ton of essential nutrients, including folate, potassium, vitamin K, and vitamin C. Vitamin C boosts white blood cells to fight infection, while kiwis, other nutrients, keep the rest of your body functioning properly. Number 13, when you're sick, chicken soup is more than just a feel-good food with a placebo effect. It helps improve symptoms of a cold and also helps protect you from getting sick in the first place. Poultry, such as chicken and turkey, is high in vitamin B6. About three ounces of light turkey or chicken meat contains 40 to 50% of your daily recommended amount of B6. Vitamin B6 is an important player in many of the chemical reactions that happen in the body. It's also vital to the formation of new and healthy red blood cells. Stock or broth made by boiling chicken bones contain gelatin and other nutrients helpful for the gut healing and immunity. Number 14, sunflower seeds. Sunflower seeds are full of nutrients, including phosphorus, magnesium, and vitamin B6. They're also incredibly high in vitamin E, a 
powerful antioxidant. Vitamin E is important in regulating and maintaining immune system function. Other foods with high amounts of vitamin E include avocados and dark leafy greens. Number 15, shellfish isn't what jumps to mind for many who are trying to boost their immune system. But some types of shellfish are packed with zinc. Zinc doesn't get as much attention as many other vitamins and minerals, but our bodies need it so that our immune cells can function as intended. Varieties of shellfish that are high in zinc include crab, clams, lobster, mussels. So keep in mind that you don't wanna have more than the daily recommended amount of zinc in your diet. For adult men, it's 11 milligrams, and for women, it's eight milligrams. Too much zinc can actually inhibit immune system function, so just keep that in mind. And they list more ways to prevent things. They actually have a list here, more ways to prevent the flu. Variety is the key to proper nutrition. I believe that strong heartily, you know, you want to create variety in your diet, lifestyle, whatever you want to call it. Uh, so you can access all these nutrients from other foods. Eating just one of those foods won't be enough to help fight off the flu. I'm not saying these foods are gonna you know, completely give you the bulletproof vest from the coronavirus, I'm not saying that. What I am saying is, besides the coronavirus, which is the, the people that are, are what, what it seems like, the people who have compromised immune system and other diseases they're fighting are, are the ones that's really having a struggle with this particular virus that's being spread. So why not start now? If you haven't already, start boosting your immune system so that you can just, you know, play it safe, but, you know, be in the right position that you need to be for your body. And that's all I'm going to say for today. That This is a long podcast. Wow. Both links will be right in my description for you guys to have access to. So please feel free to click on those links to read more for yourself and to continue to do your own research. So you're not just believing what I'm saying or what other people are saying. Dive into it. Learn from all these different research that's coming out and educate yourself. Once again, thanks for joining me right here on SEWCT. I'm Chef T, your host. Always remember, stay healthy. Peace. Oh, thank you.